Welcome to Pull a Pin Already, a place where average veterans come to share their views on the world we live in. We can't promise you like what we have to say, but we promise it's genuine. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. It's time to pull the pin. Let's go. What have we got on the board today, Mike? I don't know. Oh, that's a good topic. We could talk for hours about I don't know. Well, that's good you say that, Jim, because I was, where I was going with that was I, I don't know about this election year, this election cycle that we're in. And I'm really, I'm really bothered. Well, could you at least believe that maybe this is probably the most important election that you've ever seen? This year, yeah. Okay. I, I can. You know why? Because four years ago, I was told the same thing. <laughs> four years before that, I was told the same thing. Do you really not see a difference between this and... No, no, no. It's it's the same old thing, man. It's like a a a, a, revol- a revolving dartboard. Well, you know, I, I do agree with you that um, politics itself is, which is probably why not not a lot of people like it or care to to discuss it and all that. I do believe it's cyclical and it's all the same. They're all the same. Everything, blah blah blah. I do I do yeah. believe it is, but I I really have to say that I have never seen in my entire life uh, such disdain for a sitting president ever. No, no, you could say what you want to say. There's a lot of people who didn't like Obama or his ways. Uh I don't ever think I've seen this much toward Obama. I mean, even- You know why? Why? That kind of goes into our, uh, one of the last shows we had where I said, you know, that we're talking about the police culture and I said it's similar to a political culture, you know, when your team is, when you have that president, you don't see everything that he, he, well, I can say he, he does bad or people don't admit to it. So it's like when your team is in there, they don't cheat. They don't steal. They don't lie. They don't do anything. And that's what I see this year, the same thing I've seen four years ago, the same thing I've seen eight years ago, same thing I've seen 12 years ago. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's tiring. It, it really is. Sure. sure. Yeah. And that's why I love social media. And because you can always go back to old comments, old uh, articles, old blogs on how people felt during that election year. And it's the same thing. The only thing that changes is now, the other side is saying the same thing, that they, they feel the same way the other side did. You understand what I mean? Sure, sure. Well, let's, let's uh, I guess let's, let's, let's bring it into the military for a second, just wow, because okay. it's a little controlled environment. Let's bring it into the military uh, because we served underneath the president, commander-in-chief. Right. I mean, he was yeah. the highest ranking officer. Um, so when we talk about presidents, we are directly affected because everything we do is under his authority. Right. So I've never been so into politics when I was directly under the president's authority. Like, I don't know if that makes sense or it's confusing, but, you know, in my time in the military, the only time I ever remember being um, disturbed by a president is when a certain president committed adultery and got away with it, but yet somebody I was apprehending didn't. Yeah. So that's the only time I ever said, well, how in the heck can the commander in chief, the highest ranking you know, military official, break a law in the military? Because I don't know if people know this or not, but adultery is still a law 
in UCMJ, right, yeah. unless it's been taken out recently. I don't know. I can't contest from that. Maybe somebody listening can, can give us the facts on that. But it was still punishable in the military. So if he's the highest ranking person in the military, so that was the only time I remember saying this guy is, he needs to be accountable. Right. You know, but other than that, it was politics as usual. Mm. Okay. So like but, I said, it depends. It depends on uh, which side of the fence you're on, if you will, because I remember a guy in our unit, he wrote uh, five, no, $6,000, I think it was, in bad checks, and he ended up in Mannheim. He did a stint in Mannheim. Came back, you know, I think it was like 60, 90 days stint he did in Mannheim. And the vice president did the same thing, and he, he had more in bad checks. They found out, and nothing happened. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah, there's definitely so, a double standard, but I mean, yeah. on top of it, but I don't know, is technically, you, you might have to educate me on this if you know, or maybe somebody listening or, or watching. Um, I don't know. Does the vice president even fall in our chain of command? <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Well, I mean, no, I mean, yeah. it's l- l- legally, like I know right. he steps in for the president, but from what I understand is we go right to the president as the commander in chief. Right, right. So I think the vice president, whatever he did is still a civilian thing. Oh, I get what you're you, saying. You get what I'm saying yeah. from that angle. Yeah. So, right. like I said, comparison to what I was talking about, the president is the commander in chief. He is supposed to be our highest uh, ranking military, you know, commander in chief. Uh, I don't know. I don't even, to be honest with you, I've never had to arrest a president. I don't even even subjective to UCMJ laws. So I could be sound completely ignorant, but they didn't train me on that, and I never had to encounter that. So, no, in all fairness, yeah. Yeah. I, I could believe that. And that would have been my initial belief. Right. But the point being is, is, is he still in our chain of command as far as, you know, pictures on the wall and all that stuff. But so anyways, back off that, though. Uh, but I, I still the point I, was get, I guess I was getting at is I don't really I don't remember being so involved in politics in the military. Right. But maybe as a personal thing, I just wasn't interested. It was all the same to me. I didn't care. Right, because everything... While, while I was in, I mean, even soon after I got out, so many years, I, I really didn't care because I never felt like it affected me and mine. You know, right down to the dollar, if you will, where I was living. And, you know, I didn't see it. I was I was oblivious to it. So I didn't care because no matter what the, who was in office while you're in the military, they say, go, you go. So you don't think today in this day and age, does it affect you? What, who's in the office? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not in the military anymore, buddy. Well, I'm just saying in general for yeah. military and outside the military because we also have presidents that um, that drained the sources and resources from the military and then those that, that filled them up. I mean, I could clearly remember a smaller, smarter army. You remember that? I, that's yeah. around the time when I, I saw the military change because I personally witnessed a, a president is a great concept, I think, in theory. But what had happened is they offered a whole bunch of bonuses to get out. And and I know I'm going to stereotype or or label, or I know I'm going to rub a lot of people wrong. But a lot of what I saw, my personal experience, is I saw the backbone of the military. The backbone. That's your experienced guys in in their late sergeant years get out because they still had good opportunities outside and they didn't have to be in the military. Right. What I witnessed, what changed the military was the old timers stayed in, which were still good, a lot of respect, the old timers, and then the the ones that needed the military. The ones that actually had it as a job to pay the bills and weren't confident on their skills outside. 
Now that's just a generalization. So in all, all fairness, right. if you're in that group, I don't mean everybody, I'm not picking on one particular, but what happened then is what happened, we ended up going to war. So what happened was a shift. All the, the, the soldiers that needed to became the backbone. And then we started letting in all the kids who wanted a college education. Okay. So I think uh, it was actually the breakdown of our military because now that's the peak of when our war took place. And now we're sending all these people in, the old timers ready to get out, who may have dropped out before the war. And then we've got the bulk of the people who were kind of stuck in there. Now, 9-11 did allow us to get a more robust uh, a recruitment of people who really wanted to fight and go win wars. Right. I think the majority of what I saw in the Army, and I'm only speaking at the Army in my experience, was a military full of a lot of people who either had to be there or didn't want to be there. So? And I think that was related to the President's decision. So? So I think it's why you saw a lot of uh, casualties in training, casualties in war because they weren't prepared. Because when they did go to the smaller, smarter military, you can probably attest to this. And this, uh, you won't agree with this. When they cut down personnel, they cut down training. I, yeah, I think you saw this firsthand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had to go perform. We, we no longer were allowed to do garrison combat missions and training. We had to do garrison combat and missions right training took the bite yeah so what did that do to us all our training came from real world missions right so i think that had a significant impact and well, then combined with the personnel yeah but uh, no no even, even, even with the drawdown i'm not going to get into the uh the the mentality of the people who stayed in and versus those who took the bones got out and that but even with the drawdown we were still the biggest baddest mofos on the block sure but you can't yeah. you can't deny that with a lack of training no one's getting any better it's all through experience yeah but we got through it that's my whole point we were still the biggest the baddest well i guess you know I, we were still we were still doing what we do best in in that predicament which is go in kick ass take names well i, I guess on a world scale i, I won't disagree with that but now, i'm talking about okay. on a military scale within the united states of america and our forces alone i believe we took a lot of unnecessary casualties in training alone when people were deployed, they were pulled in for like a one-month training and then sent overseas to fight in a war that you and I haven't even seen or experienced. Well, I, I get that, but that has happened so many times before. And maybe, like you said, it's a good concept, but maybe the concept came from the way we did things in the past. Well, I didn't I like it personally, but... We I got guess, through it. I guess if I could summarize my point is, if we have a strong, robust military already built up to handle it, then we can have better trained professionals as opposed to uh, drafting people or, or just running through the mill, hurry up, get these guys trained, they need to deploy. Yeah, That's I my get point, that. I yeah, yeah so, I, I get that. But even if you uh, have that large, robust military, we still go to war and we win. Even when you had the drawdown, you know, at the peak of the drawdown, you know, the United States Navy could still defeat, sure. what, I, six, no seven longer, countries at the same time. We're, you, you we're, know going I mean? down, we're going down a whole different rabbit hole. So yeah, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me bring this back. I have no doubt or confidence in our military. I it think doesn't sound like that when you well, speak. No, I'm saying we lost yeah. a lot of good leaders. 
when we decided to go smaller, smarter. It's not the concept they just, they thought. They thought smaller, smarter was going to be all the good leaders. What I'm saying is what I witnessed is it didn't work that way. A presidential idea, I don't know if it strictly came from him, so it's really not fair, but it was enacted under right. him that when he what said- What happens under him, he has to take yes, it. Yes, smaller, smarter him. military. And I think the concept was we're going to have a whole bunch of special forces guys and have to worry about less stuff, and we're going to go destroy and have still the greatest military. But I think in practice, it didn't happen that way. So to bring it back, I'm saying that the highest leader in our country affects our military, and it affects us in the military. But I still, to this day, have never been so politically involved until after I got in the military and until recently. Okay. All right. Then, uh, then I think it's fair to say that what I've witnessed, you haven't. Because what you say now, I say I witnessed the same thing sure. four years ago. I witnessed the same thing eight years ago, 12 years ago. I can go all the way back to the first Bush. You know what I mean? Where I was reading a lot. And, in, you know, these days you just get on social media, it seems like. But, you know, reading papers and articles and things of that nature. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing every four years. Whose team is better? And that's all it's about. And I truly believe people really don't care about America as a whole. They only care about America being led by their team. I truly believe it. Because anytime you mention you want to talk about the military with the drawdown, I can talk about the military, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, where they didn't have the uh, the right equipment, you know, and then, then the MRAPs came in with the up armored kits and things of that nature. Talk about a rabbit hole. We could go down there. So that's why I say no matter which side of the fence you're on, I can show you when your team did bad versus the other team. And I'm telling you, that's why I just say it's so tiring. This election cycle, I'm like, okay, here we go again. Watch. They're going to say this. They're going to say that. And then the other side is going to say what they were saying. We're chasing a lot of rabbits. Yeah. We chase a lot of rabbits yeah. today, but it's good because it's genuine conversation. And I think that's what makes this so refreshing. Even if you don't agree with me and my experiences, I'm clearly saying they're mine and yours are yours. That's why we're bringing this. Yeah, but yours are bad. Of course. Of course. Because yeah. I'm not on your team, right? <laughs> Go team Mike. Go team Mike. I got it. I got it now. <laughs> so, so, all right. So bring it back into the election though. Um, I guess the team concept, it, it's nothing new. Like you said, it's, yeah. it's always been, uh, but it's also, it's not a, let's be real, both sides cheat, both sides are not fair, both sides do whatever they do to win. And uh, I think the problem is, is when they start dragging us into it. Like, well, it's been going on all the time up in, in Capitol Hill. Like, I have never in my life ever had the idea that any president was gonna get anything done because Congress has this habit of kicking cans down the road. And it yeah. makes sense to me. You get paid good, you got a great uh, salary, you got a great retirement, you got great health care. Why would you solve problems when you can have a job to do next month? Like yeah. if, if you don't have a job to do, then they don't need you. So right. uh, I have no faith in Congress. I mean, there are good people there. I have no faith in, in most of our, po our politicians. I do believe in the system. I do believe the way the system was designed, if we had more uh, people of integrity, it would be the ultimate system. Obviously, nothing's perfect, so I'm never going to say that. But I just feel like uh, you're correct. It's, it's a recycled, old, tiring process. Uh, but I just feel like uh, this day and age, this election, 
They've made it so personal. They force people into boxes, into labels, and to choose sides. Where before I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that my neighbor who was a Democrat or, or a Republican or whatever, I didn't feel they were the enemy. You feel that way now? I feel now that they're against me. So even if I don't want to call them the enemy, they're attacking me, oh. even if I don't even claim Republican or Democrat. Like well, e- even yeah, if I don't okay. claim it. Yeah, well, Jim, maybe you should just claim it and get it over with. Well, I, do, I claim independent. <laughs> but but if, if you want, well, that's what I've always been. I've always been independent because I don't trust either side. I don't like either side's games. And just like you said, they shift them to whatever it is. But I also believe, and I'm a, I have a full disclosure, I'll probably get all the hate in the world, we'll probably lose people. I do. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I, I'll leave it there. You talk. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> but no, uh, I can appreciate your uh, level of enthusiasm, if you will, with uh, <laughs> in the political spectrum today, but... I can honestly say where you are, I've been. I have labeled myself an independent in the past. I've, uh, and with me, it's whoever I am. I am labeled by the person I'm speaking with at the time. Because what I've noticed is if you're left or right, if we're talking and then I uh, challenge you on anything, then you automatically put me in the category on the other side. Yeah. And independence, I think, is the worst, the worst group out there. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't like. I said, I only claim independent because, like I said, I don't trust either side. Right. So I, I don't really want. Actually, I didn't even pick a side till they made me pick something. You know, when you register to you? vote, when they register oh, yeah, to yeah, vote, yeah, yeah. they make you pick something. So I said, yeah. I, I'm independent because I'm not letting either one of you count me on your team. Right. Right. And, and what I stand for is truth. I mean, so no matter what side you want to be on, it's truth. And right. I hope, I hope uh, uh, that you're not challenging me so that I label you. Is this, are you trying to bait me in? Oh, no, no. I would uh, never try and bait you in. You're an independent, man. <laughs> Love my independence. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I mean, if I had to choose sides, I, I would. But I choose sides based on, on what I believe. Right. I don't choose sides based on, well, this team's winning, that team's winning, or, or this team's going to do good. This, this. You know, it's, if it's true, it's true. Right. You know, and, and that brings, breaks it down to like what we talked about before, too, is, you know, our truth is based on our experiences. Mm-hmm. So who am I to tell you what's right and wrong based on my experiences? I, I, I can't. No, I, I kind of disagree with that when you were talking about uh, politically. I disagree with that. What do you our mean? Give truth me, give me an is not our truth is not based on our experience. Politically, our truth is based on what we choose to believe from either side, either three sides. In your case, you could say four sides if you ju- uh, uh, put me in that in that group as well. But my truth is seeing. And it's all, it all started like this. Let me say this. Yeah, when they speak, explain. no, when, when they speak, choose whoever you, you're talking about. When they speak, my intent is to prove them wrong. Because if I can prove you wrong, then you're lying. Right? right. Or just, just to say you're misspeaking. I don't want to call people liars. Right? But if I, and then if I can't prove you wrong, then I'll say, okay, maybe it is a lot of truth to that. You understand what I mean? Sure. Because now when you let's just call it what it is. People today who support the person in office, the, the president, the non-military folk, 
you know, I get it. But people who support him, what I see personally is people speaking in support of the president, no matter what he says, does, no matter what he doesn't say or doesn't do. See, but that's and I right. Could say that, I could say the same thing about the other side when Obama was in office. But see, I, I, I understand what you're saying in concept, but in my experience, and I, maybe I don't, I don't know enough people, but I guess you call them, you know, I don't even know what they call them. It's another label. <laughs> but, but I don't encounter a lot of people who say everything he does or does. I don't encounter that. That has not been my experience. Okay. I think people call this president out on a lot of things, certain tweets that people don't who support him? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think what people like about the man, and it's just my experience, like I said, is that he's the first president I've ever seen deliver on many of his promises. Okay. I don't think he's, he's, you know, he lies like everybody else. He lies as stupid stuff just to save his ego. You know, I don't think he, he wants to release his taxes because he doesn't want you to know exactly how poor he actually is. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, his I, ego. but I also yeah. don't think it's relevant. But mm-hmm. like I said, is I don't, I don't see a lot of people saying, Oh, he's never wrong. I don't believe that. I think so why, wait, wait, let's get back to that. Why do you <clears> say <throat> you don't believe it's relevant? What that the taxes? Yeah. Well, I don't think his taxes are relevant because there's already a system in place to check his taxes. Right. Now, the reason why I say his taxes are relevant because he wanted to see him on, uh, his uh, his predecessor's taxes. Sure. Yeah. So that's okay. why. That's the, that's the no, only no, no. Part. Time out. Time. That doesn't make it relevant. Yes, it does. That might make him a hypocrite, but that doesn't make it any more relevant. Oh, well, to, then, for us, for, as far as we're concerned, yeah. I could care less what they're. Ta- I'm more concerned with how people yep. like Nancy Pelosi got rich in office as opposed to a rich man's tax returns coming into office. I, I, mean, I could care less. Like it, we already know the man worked the system. Great. He's an intelligent businessman. He worked bankruptcy to his favor. He worked the system. Oh, he so did. Wouldn't you, can't you say the same thing about Pelosi? No, because she where is she getting system. her money from? Let's let's be real. You want the system? No, no. Well, <laughs> well. Okay. All right. I guess it depends what you call a system. Let's let's take right. for example, uh, congressman in North Carolina. Okay. Goes to a briefing, and the coronavirus is coming, and all of a sudden, millions of dollars of his stocks got sold. Right. Right. Now that is the system up there. He's got inside information. Right. He denies it. You know, whatever. And, I'm not going to accuse him of it. If it's not proved, it's not proved. But the point it happened is very coincidental. So that is the system. And the problem is their system is so corrupt up there that they do make money. You don't, you're not supposed to go into office to get rich. Exactly. But they do. And how do they, they have connections. They make investments. We don't have those connections. We can't make those investments. Now you can say that that's the system or work in the system, whatever, but we don't have that opportunity. So we put them in office to speak yeah. for us, okay, not I, make I, themselves I, rich. Okay, I got all of that. But what I'm saying, everything you were saying about him, I can apply it to her. And I'm no, not no, saying he, it's he's right. He's not doing it in office. He didn't do it and in you're office. You're saying that he's not doing anything in office where he's making money. Oh, I, no, I didn't say that. I said, oh. but he made his millions, billions or whatever he's really worth. His couple hundred know. thousands, whatever he's worth. All his all his loans, all his loans that haven't been paid yet. He's made all that money. He's done all that before he came into office. 
Does it deserve some level of criticism? Sure, because we do want the most ethical, moral person running our country. We do. Yeah, whatever. I just want to see it because he's, he said that about his predecessor. So that's the principle you stand on. Show it. Show yours. Sure, sure. And that's, yeah. that's a different thing, I think. I think yeah. I'm talking about in general as the public. I don't think that matters as much to me. And there is a system. There is, the IRS is auditing his system. So now it comes in, do you trust the IRS? So that would be the guess. They, he does get audited. So, yeah, no, no, no. What I'm, I, I had to roll my eyes because I'm, I, I, I think I owed him some money, so I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> so just, just tell him you trust him. I like. Yeah, that. I just, yeah, yeah. yeah check mess. is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> and, and besides, I moved three times. I live in a trailer now in Alabama. That's right. That's right, right in the tornado Ooh. zone. So you might oh, not find oh. me. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Who could point? Yeah, they get more tornadoes there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> So, all right, let's let's get back to the election. Let's let's stop beating up on the presidents in the past because I think we. Uh, what do you think this election's going to be like? Because there seems to be a lot more shenanigans going on. Yeah. Um, whatever I say, I'm going to have to. Stay. Oh man, I can't take it back. I did not think he would lose the reelection probably up until two weeks ago. And why is that? Um, with everything that's going on. And it, when I say that, I say that to, to mean they're not going to let it go. Well, they're never going to let it go. I think somebody brought out well, the fact already. I gar- no, no, no. I guarantee you, if he loses, come November 3rd, 4th, whatever, everything they're saying today will be a non-issue. Well, that was one of my things. I, I think right now the Democratic Party is so desperate and trying every book cheat they got, every cheat in the book they got to do whatever they got. And I don't even think it's going to be – I don't even think the election is going to be decided early November. I really tell you just by the way they're trying to push mail-in ballots and yeah. already finding that there's corruption in them and yet they're denying it. And I, I'm telling you, this is going to be probably the worst nightmare of an election ever. And I wouldn't even be surprised if you have groups of people intimidating people at the polls. Like I think this is going to be the worst. Like that every four years. Yeah, but, dude, I voted before. Uh, maybe a couple yeah. times, and I've never had anybody standing outside and trying to intimidate me. I've never. Now, me if people neither. want to protest or do that, sure. But I'm telling you right now, there will be a physical presence to well, disrupt the election. Well, when you say intimidate, what do you mean? Because now the protesting, I've seen that people standing out with signs. Well, it's not even a protest, really. They're just saying who you should vote for. Hey, sure. vote for this person because this other guy is bad. That's no you know? different than the stupid lawn signs. Yeah. <laughs> Which I could have thrown in my pull the pin, but I didn't think about it and I already ruined that. Those line, those, all they do is just end up trashing the wind and people yeah. kick them down, change them yeah. to other lawns and whatever. Yeah. But no, I, I really, I, I can't pinpoint it on one specific thing, but I don't know. It's just what I'm hearing, what I'm reading. I'm like, man, if they don't let this go, I don't see him getting reelected. I, I really don't. And if you notice, I'm not happy or sad or anything. It's just, okay. Yeah. Because the, the alternative is always the other team, you know. And I'm past those two teams because I've seen bad in both teams. So, yeah. Yeah, part of me wants me, wants, you know, I kind of, part of me wants, um, 
our president not to be reelected because I do want all this stuff to stop. Oh, okay. I, I, get know, it. I, I, get I want it. all yeah, this yeah, nonsense yeah. to stop, you know, so the crybabies uh, that are, and it's been already been proven every election lost, except for the, the extreme ones have been declared. Um, the Democrats have said, Oh, they're not real. They didn't win. It wasn't legit. It's they've already said every election that the Republicans won that was anywhere other than a landslide, the Democrats have claimed it was illegitimate. Yeah. Always. So it's just part recount. of the game, like you just said. It's it's recount. always part of the game. We gotta recount those votes. Right. So unless it's yeah. a landslide, they they you know, they're never gonna accept defeat. But I think they Well tried. what's that? Well, no, I, I did hear something about I, I really didn't hear anything on that last election about there was some type of shenanigans going on. You know what I mean? I didn't I didn't Well hear whether it. whether it's going on or not, the point is that they don't accept defeat. Right. It's just that but, simple. They cry that it was fake or it was it was cheating or something every time they lose. I did not hear that on that last one because he crushed her. Who you talking about? Trump Trump? Trump? Yeah. What do you mean fake. you didn't hear it, dude? No, you're, you're living it. Oh God, <laughs> Russia man! Russia collusion, nah. rough shit. That is uh, all no, the same no, thing. No, no. I'm sorry. No, I'm just talking about because the. The bottom line numbers. No, no, no. Well, talk, talk about, talk about. Hillary won the popular vote. Didn't you hear that? Yeah. Aren't they trying to do away with the electoral college? Yeah, but they've been trying to do that for the longest, man. Okay. That's why I don't pay attention to it. I, I get it, but isn't okay, that I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, she won the she won the popular vote. Yeah, so we should yeah. Have, okay. You know, right. American Idol telephone votes. And why can't yeah, we yeah. do that? Why can't <laughs> we go to tell? Everyone has a phone, right? That's you know your idea. Okay, you want you want the uh, cell phone sales to spike now? Who doesn't have a phone, dude? I'm just saying. Nobody's buying a new phone to vote. Ten of them. Nobody's what? going to buy a new phone just to vote. Oh my goodness! Everyone has okay. a phone. Okay. A phone number assigned to their name. Yeah, I get that, but people will find a way, and they'll buy. They won't even have to. Well, buy maybe your social phone. security isn't. Don't you have to put your social security to pin it to your phone number when you do a credit check? Or Ooh. no, maybe not all phones. No. But maybe that'd be a way. Pin your social security number to your phone, which your phone is your ID number. Why not just have a voter's ID card? Just I agree. Like, I agree. But you got yeah. a lot of people, specifically on one side, that don't want that because they won't be able to cheat. I don't okay. see a logical justification for not letting people get a voter ID. They tried that stupid stuff where, like, black people can't get a, a driver's license. Dude, if I was black, never heard that, you've never heard that? They no. said, yeah, they said because minorities can't can't find it, get to a DMV or something to get a, a, an ID card. Wow. Okay. You've never. Yeah, I would be I would be mad at that. Are you saying I'm too stupid? I can't go get an ID card. They've mm -hmm. tried that. They've okay. tried every excuse in the book. That's what I'm saying. So what's the excuses? What's the harm? Let everybody get a voter card. Boom. It's a system. Everybody's in it anyway. I say if you have a driver's license, it should be connect, connected in that database or you should have a, a voter ID card. Sure. One of the two. So but, for those but who like don't I said, have a license. You got people right now who are desperately trying to take back power who are against that. But they do have. Well, OK. All right. I'm going to say they all have the power. So I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that the reverse wouldn't be true if the roles were reverse. Because let's get this clear. After all this, you know, I know we can talk about a whole different subject, but I don't trust any of them. Right. But if we well, have, I will say you, you lean a lot towards the right, man. Well, I, I do because I believe in a lot of the things they, they push. Right. 
Uh, but I also know that a lot of their lip service has been pushed for years. Right. Like if you would, if you want to say, if you want to say I lean Republican, I didn't agree with Bush on a lot of things. Yeah, you know but it means? doesn't matter. Right. But I, I think the, the foundation, the fundamental uh, core of what they, they tend to do leans toward the things that I do believe in. Right. But I but also I, don't, I don't think you're, you're, you or anyone else is evil because you don't believe what I believe. But your behaviors... What are you talking about? Two shows ago, you called me evil. Well, right. Well, okay, you. Okay, let me take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I also called you a lot of other things, and we don't want to revisit those. Right. But what do you think, let's uh, reel it back in, um, as far as military. Do you think more military lean right or left? or You know, I, I want to believe that more military lean more right or conservative types. That's what I want to believe. But I'm also starting to believe, as I stated earlier in that very long breakdown of, you know, the drawdown, I think we have a lot more left-leaning people in the military today that would rather not be in wars. And I think mm. when you're directly affected by war, Republicans tend to be the, the, the group, the label, the side that ends up in war. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's why, why a lot of U.S. civilian contractors love Republicans. Right, because war makes money. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I don't think the people going to war really want to be in war. But I do, do think that uh, by going to war, it, it, it does elicit some uh, national pride. Right. So I think that has a play, too. So I, I really couldn't give you a straight answer, even though I just tried to give you one. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's just a it's a shot in the dark, man, a crap shot, crap yeah. shoot, whatever. I don't but know. I mean, I would say uh, I would and I have nothing like you I have nothing to base this off of. But um, I would say probably right. Lean towards the right. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. No, I would say traditionally, yeah. yeah, because you think about it, too, because uh, Second Amendment tends to be a more right leaning thing. Right. Yeah. So how many people in the military don't want to use guns? Right. Yeah, you know I mean, like there are some. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but what, what do you call those again? Oh man, conscientious objective. Yes, conscientious objective. Yeah. 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 So a lot of a lot of people in the military tend to like their guns, and I don't even mean like them as like I'm not even gun fanatic, dude. Right. People are like I've been in law enforcement. I've been in the military. Uh, you could pull out a gun and say, "Oh, look at that. I, I don't know what it is, dude. It shoots." No. Like I might not yeah. be able to tell the caliber if you don't look at the back of it. But I do believe in the Second Amendment. I do. I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, I, I care. I believe in it. I, I know how yeah. to operate it. I know how to, you know, clean it and break it down. And yeah, my nephew know, I, and I go to the shooting range sometimes, and we always have somebody right next to us saying, "Oh, yeah, is that that new P two two nine? I was like, "Uh huh." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I then, know. That's when you turn it and point it at him and say, "I don't know. It's not on the label here." <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. Right. Hey, I pull it, I aim, I pull the trigger, I right. squeeze the trigger, squeeze, don't pull it. Right, right. Squeeze the trigger and it fires. That's it. That's all I can tell you about it. And exactly. I like it. Yeah. That's so about that, it. that's enough proof to me to think that I, I would think a lot of uh, military tend to lead right, which would lead me to believe that I think they tend to support the military, strengthening up, you know, the, the money. So I think that I would think that a lot of people in the military support this president because I think he's doing those things for the military. I would say that whether they would admit it or not, a lot of our military support, no matter who's in there. Well, okay. Fair enough. You, I, you, I do agree you know with what that. I mean? Because I think the discipline factor and the pride yep. and all that. But I yeah. think if you ever had a president come in trying to uh, 
dismantle or, or take down the military, bash them like our police are facing, yeah. I think then you would see a lot of minds changed where, whoa, 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 I don't support this. And I think we even talked about the first episode where we had a couple of officers go against our president, try and act like they're speaking for the military. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the time where I say, wait a minute, you know, now I'm going to back the president because even if I don't like the man's character, I still have to have some respect for his position. Right. And I think we're trained to do that. Yep. Yep. And uh, not all of us follow the training, by the way. No, no. And I, and I have to tell you, uh, full, full disclosure here is I have had recently had conversations with a couple veterans um, that are totally on the opposite side of me. And I mean, to the point where I'm like, you served in the military? Mm. Like, I, I it just totally, you know, and I, I, I have to tell you, the problem with that is, yes, I can be passionate. Yes, I can be, you know, into really into what I believe, but they don't want to listen to you. And, and that's just my experience. There's, there's not an open dialogue to see both sides. And, and I feel like even if I'm a little resistant to the other side, because I believe strongly in what I believe, I still can reflect on what you say, or I can still say, hey, you're a good person. I have to hear this. Mm. But I don't see that coming back the other way. I can say the same thing, but for the other side. What do you mean? Matter of fact, no, now that I think back to a lot of conversations I've had with people. Um, no, I can say it for both sides. There's a lot of people who they, they call it passionate on their political beliefs, but they're not, they're not, they're, they're not swayed by anything. Well, I think I that's mean, more, anything. I think that's more prevalent today. No, no, not for I, me. I don't ever remember that before. Like I said, but I wasn't really following politics. I didn't right. care about the politics. I knew there was politics in the military. In fact, it was politics that got me out of the military. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you talking about when you say that, that last statement you made about how they're very passionate and like you can't even talk to them or they don't want to talk to you? You're talking about soldiers or? Yeah, yeah. I was veterans. talking about veterans. I was oh. talking about, well, I, I, don't, I, I was talking about veterans now because that's what I encountered. I don't count. Oh, okay. You probably deal with a lot more soldiers today than, yeah. than I deal with. And the climate, the climate has probably changed. It's been a while since I've been around, you know, active duty soldiers. Right. So I can't even speak for them anymore, even though I'm not supposed to speak for them because that's the rule. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I can't even gauge the climate of today's soldiers because I'm really not around them as often like you are. Right. And, you know, it's only one base, though. Sure. You know, and that's yes. what, that's what, that's why I like I like it when we have these conversations because I just have to have people understand when I speak I'm talking about my personal experience with talking to soldiers, talking to veterans, talking to contractors, talking to whomever, police officers. I'm not speaking for all like, because I, I would never pretend right. to do that. Right. It's in the disclaimer. We don't claim to it. Even if you want to go in our comments and call us a bunch of idiots because you don't believe, you know, that's that's so. I mean, I think I've seen in some previous shows, a couple comments. Not really sure what they meant, but if you don't agree, that's fine, too. We we don't expect you to agree with everything we say. So, I want people to disagree with me. Sure, Come and sure. get some. Come sure, and get sure. some. <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe, you know, at some point we're looking at the, trying to get some other people on the show just to join a special guest. And maybe if you yes. really have something intelligent to say, you know, maybe we'll look at inviting you on. Uh, but if you just want to troll and, and throw mean things, we can do that, too. So we're not really interested in that. I say bring them on, Jim. Let's bring them uh, on, man. <laughs> Mike, Mike will be the troll, troll exterminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I've been around a lot of internet lately, and I've always been told never to feed the trolls. You kind of just ignore them and let them yeah. go. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you really want to share and get involved, say something educated, or just move on to some other channel you'd rather watch. No, bring it here. Bring it, bring it here. <laughs> All right. So, so let's wrap this up because I think uh, we kind of feel uh, – I don't know if you want to have a closing on that, where you want to go at the election. I, I kind of feel like – What do you think? I, I really feel like this is going to be the biggest mess of an election I've ever seen in the history of my existence. I just I, – I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't want to keep going down the rabbit hole. I, I just, look, I agree with you that – Politics is politics. I agree, I agree it's all cyclical and it's regurgitated from either side all the time. But I just feel like they've gotten so in tuned in this information age that they've, they've crossed the line or what people call was the fourth wall or whatever. I don't know. They crossed the fourth wall into uh. everybody's house. I think they've pitted people against each other more than I've ever seen in my life. And I just think it's become so personal that, that that's why you're probably experiencing people who are headstrong on their beliefs where before, you know, I even got a good friend of mine who's like, Jim, what is it? What does it bother you? It shouldn't bother you. You know, it doesn't affect your life, but I'm forward thinking saying it could affect my life. It will affect my life. So I am invested now. And I think they've managed to do that. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but they've managed to to pull me in. Okay. Okay. I've been pulled in. I just, it took me a long time to get out of it, man. That grudge match. That's all it is, is a grudge match, man. And whoever throws the most mud doesn't always win. Right. You know, you you know what I mean? And I I just can't get into it anymore. I can't, I can't. So if somebody thinks their side is better, I'm like, okay, do you really want to have a conversation about it? Because get ready. Right. Right, because I guarantee that'd be one time someone wants to pull the pin on me. <laughs> well, we, well, we probably had our pin pulled quite a bit already. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We, we've got enough episodes out there that anybody watching could be like, "Oh, I'm pulling the pin on this guy." But are you ready to pull the pin on yes, this one? Yes, let's pull the pin on that, and let's move All into right. our segment that we call "Pull the Pin Already." Um, basically, to to reiterate again, it's just something that we kind of see in the world, and we just want to share and and say we're kind of tired of, or we'd like to see change. So, yeah. uh, I think you have the honor of taking this one first. Yeah, 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 Jim. Jim, I need your help. I might be I might be wrong on this one, man. I might be. But it's something near and dear to me. And I always say that, I know. <laughs> yes, everything is near and dear to you. <laughs> but hey, uh, I think we're too closed off in our society today. I am tired of privacy fences. Whatever happened to the old white picket fences just to establish those boundaries? Why do we have to have a five and a half to six foot wall up there, wooden wall up there. Why, Jim? Why do you need privacy when you come outside? I don't get it, Jim. I don't get it. If it were up to me, matter of fact, if I was president the first day in office, I would outlaw privacy fences. Pull the pin, Jim. We don't need them. That's how labels are formed, Jim. Yeah, I get it. I just, I I would hate for you to be seeing through my fence while I'm sunbathing naked or cooking up my crystal meth. You know what I mean? Like, I just would hate for you to be there. Hey, Jim. Yeah, no. This might be the first time. No, neither one of those things actually happened. (laughs) This might be the first time we want to put the pin back in. Hold (laughs) on. I just had a visual. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and and, and just to to, to tell on that, it it is kind of silly, too, because most of my neighbors can see over my fence anyway. And they have these drones that these people like to fly around and spy on. You know, so I don't really see it either. 
and, and, and another caveat to that is I would rather people see that I have a dog that's going to bite them than just hear it and think, well, maybe it's not. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm with you. Although, yeah. you know, privacy, we, we've become private people because we put all our stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Yet we hide what's in our backyard. Yeah. And number one shows on TV today are reality shows. Wow. Yeah, right. Uh. <laughs> and people go in a video and all their family and their house yeah. and everything. And yet they put a fence to hide. All right. All right. We could have a whole topic on that. Forget it. All right, Jim. I appreciate that. So. Uh, what's yours, Jim? I'm going to switch directions here. I'm going to stay inside the house. But, uh, <laughs> I recently even had a conversation about this with a friend of mine who's, he went out of his way on YouTube to master this art and uh, still couldn't figure it out. And, and I told him, this is something I gave up on a long time ago. It's this thing that we, we all use, or well, I can't say we all, we most use, uh, but never really give it the credit it's given. It's the fitted sheet. I do not know who came up with this idea. It's great concept. You put it on and it stays there. Well, number one, uh, my bed, it doesn't always stay there. So right. I still have to buy straps. And number two, how do you fold these things? They oh, never man. fold right, ever. Oh, my wife always laughs at me when I try to fold those things. She always laughs. Hey, how do those straps work? Oh, they don't they work. work. No, they, they don't, don't work. Okay. Well, well let, me, let, me, let me put it this way. If you get the right ones, they mm -hmm. will work. But eventually, your body weight with that mattress is pulling any strap off. Gotcha. And I don't mean that as a fat joke because I'm not saying you're fat. I'm just saying that the normal man's body weight right. is pulling those sheets too far. And you might even get snapped in the head with one of those things. <laughs> Now, if okay. you are somebody out there who has experience and this has never happened to you, you're probably very light. Yeah. So you probably yeah. float when you sleep. I was always wondering about those things. Do they work? I've bought several types, dude. I, I, the ones really? I have now, they, they, they hold good, but it doesn't matter. They'll just work their way up eventually. Oh, okay. So. Wow. About what's the average length of time that they continue to work, Jim? That depends on the person who's sleeping in the bed and what they're doing. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Oh, I'm not about to share my personal business about my my bed straps. Come on, Mike. Do we have to take a tour through Mike's bedroom? No, no, another right. visual. So let's but, leave that yeah. one there. We we need a segment, Jim. Another segment. Oh, uh, we'll 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 come Return up. Return the pen. Return the pen. Yeah, we'll, things that can't be undone. Right, right. All right, so let's let's call it on that one. Let's all let's right. go all of our fitted sheets in the lawn in our backyard with no privacy fences, so everybody right. can see we don't know how to fold them. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, well that's all the time we have for this episode. But thanks for joining us here at Pull the Pin already. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, or whatever else you want to do. But most importantly, leave a comment. Let us know how Jeez. you feel. And until next time, Godspeed and pull the pin.